expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Hey, things are not what you think. Yeah, there's always something you don't know. <coughs> Welcome to Joey's Real Talk. This will be episode three of the uh, midday show Real Talk as we once again invite our news team extraordinaire Nancy Sun and Philip Brassad. Welcome. Hello. Why do you always say Philip's name like he really in the wrong wants way? To be French. <laughs> I have. I don't know. It's it's a really cool name. I just <laughs> thank you. First time I've ever heard it. To be honest. Okay, so today we're going to talk about same-sex marriage. Marriage equality. Uh, this is a hot topic in Taiwan as of late. Yes, and uh, we just finished our uh, first Supreme Court hearing last Friday. Mm-hmm. Many more to come, and we hopefully can come to a conclusion by sometime maybe in June or July. Uh, so we've got, I think, six or seven interviewees to help us out. And we also try to cover our bases in terms of the countries they're from.、Uh, so let's quickly run through some of the interviewees we have. Again, we're not going to share any names, and we're not going to tell you who's who, who's sharing which opinion pieces. We're going to let you guess or figure out who might be who. So this time we wanted to include the education level because we think it might have something to do、uh, with how they、uh, how they think, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Right. Okay, so、uh, one of them is 43-year-old American Taiwanese,、uh, bachelor degrees and law. School agnostic, and he is gay.、Uh, and the second one is about forty to fifty from the UK, PhD,、uh, no religious belief, and heterosexual. One is twenty-five year old British,、uh, bachelor degree、uh, education uh, with uh, no religious beliefs, and heterosexual. Twenty-seven year old American, bachelor degree agnostic, heterosexual. Twenty-eight degree American, bachelor degree secular humanist. That one actually confused me. I'm not quite sure what that really.、Means. I think the secular humanist. Se- well, secular means obviously no religion, right? right? And I guess humanism just means that they believe in humanity. Humanity, okay.、Oh. Heterosexual and、uh, final. Actually, two more. Twenty-five year old American, Puerto Rican, African. Wow.、Uh, bachelor agnostic, lesbian, and then twenty-one、uh, year old Canadian Chinese, bachelor degree,、uh, no religious beliefs, and gay. So we really cover our bases in terms of the LGBTQIA and. Straight communities. Okay, and we're also getting some responses already on Facebook Live. So, if you want to tell us what your opinion is, or if you want to tell us, or even read what other people are saying,、um, head over to the ICRT Facebook page, and then you can、uh, look at our live、uh, broadcast broadcast and see what people are saying. Right. Okay. Now let's get started with the first question we asked、uh, our interviewees. Uh, as uh, last Friday, the panel of judges at Taiwan's Supreme Court began hearing deliberations on the same on the case of same-sex marriage. If this bill is passed, Taiwan could become the first Asian country to legalize same-sex marriage. So we asked our interviewee, "Can they tell us how the attitude towards same-sex equality or marriage equality back at home compare to Taiwan?" Okay, so let's listen to it first, and then Nancy and Phil and I will have a little chat about it. And I've only got two hands.、So、I'm trying to work everything at the same time. So here we go. I think the UK generally is more tolerant towards same-sex marriage. Not everywhere and not everybody, but I think in general, people are kind of willing to accept that it is no big deal, really, to allow same-sex marriage. I think England are more open to talk about it and more willingly accept it than Taiwan right now. 
I believe that the attitudes towards gay rights in general in Taiwan on an everyday basis is actually more progressive than the U.S. And I'm in fact quite surprised that there has not yet been uh, marriage equality here. Uh, the attitudes here on a daily basis, I feel far more accepted and far more safe being out as part of the LGBTQ community here in Taiwan than I ever did back in the U.S. I'm very excited and I believe that LGBTQ marriage is something that will be passed in the near future here. The attitudes in Taiwan and the attitude in the United States are kind of similar where you have rural areas or maybe parts outside of bigger cities that disagree with uh, same-sex marriage and you might have bigger cities who are more open or uh, positive towards same-sex marriage and even though they're vastly different sizes the U.S. and Taiwan I think you can find people from each side of the argument um, in both countries. Um, and I've met people who feel strongly about both arguments in both the United States and Taiwan. So I think it's very similar. I would say that the general public's attitude in China toward marriage equality would be somehow more conservative compared to Taiwan. Old people grew up in a time when homosexuality was criminalized by the Chinese government, but just like in anywhere else, the young generation tends to be more open-minded in this kind of issue. And I do know there are many, many NGOs and celebrities working on this subject trying to legalize same-sex marriage in China. But obviously, China still has a long way to go in order to achieve marriage equality. Okay, so there you go. Right off the bat, we had, mm. I think, four or five interviewees in that little segment yes. right there. Uh, difference in opinions already, and it seems like uh, it's really driven by or based on what country you're in, right? Uh, I think it, it, maybe same-sex marriage is it's more or less an institutionalized idea. So what do you guys think about that? It seems that most people seem to think that it's more uh, favorable in Taiwan. Right. But I would actually have to more agree with the second-to-last speaker, where she says that it's about the same. Because I think the acceptance level is about the same. If you were to poll people, we'd probably get about the same. But it's the quality of their acceptance or opposition that is different. For example, in North America, there still are cases of gay bashing. Mm. So people can be very vocal in their support. They will be loud in support of LGBTQ. But then you can also get violence against it. Whereas in Taiwan, people may or may not speak about it, but you could walk down the street holding the hand of someone of the same sex and not need to worry about perhaps getting attacked physically. Hmm. Uh, I think maybe we should ask ourselves this question. Is it Taiwan is less vocal and less expressive about our opinions? Right. And when you're not vocal about something, then change doesn't happen. As you can hear, as we dig deeper and deeper into this uh, issue at hand, is that it's not just about who you love, how you love. It's also about well, how this could be implemented mm. uh, in a legal manner. Okay, so the second question we asked our interviewees is, do you have personal experiences or stories to share regarding the social climate for LGBTQIA communities in your country of origin? And maybe compare that to your experiences here in Taiwan. And let's uh, hear a little bit about that from our interviewees right here. I do believe because I grew up in New York, I experienced a very liberal view towards it and that why shouldn't it happen? But I do know that when you get into more close-knit communities, smaller towns and communities, there's this feeling that something changes when you allow something that hasn't been for so long 
to happen. And of course, I know one of the biggest counter arguments towards uh, marriage equality is the Bible or religion and that it was said marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, so in terms of like United States versus Taiwan, I believe it's about the same. There, Some people always support it and some people are always against it. And I think that is for any controversial issue that we have as social communities. Uh, growing up as an LGBTQ adolescent wasn't particularly difficult because I was very lucky to have an incredibly supportive family. However, the religious right and just general conservative bias of most people in uh, North Texas, where I was from, was quite difficult growing up. I did run away to Austin, Texas as soon as I could, which was a liberal bastion in Texas, and living there was much better, but you kind of lived with the constant knowledge that the rest of the state wished you didn't exist. So coming to Taiwan, where everyone has been so accepting, and I'm able to be out with my girlfriend at the MRT with no problems, it's just been a huge blessing. I felt very upset when my parents started attending a church that openly spoke out against same-sex marriage, and I thought that was very at odds with what I felt. As I grew up, I met more and more LGBTQIA people, or people who identified as such, and um, felt very uh, comfortable in those kind of community because they were much more welcoming than the church my parents had exposed me to. One of my relatives is gay, and uh, when the family told us, it was like a big, dirty secret. Um, and there were, at the time, a lot of stigma attached to the idea of homosexuality in general. You know, it was a very shameful thing. I lived with that relative for a, a period of time and had, came into contact with the gay community when I was 16 years old. It didn't make me gay, uh, but it, what it did do is open my eyes to my own ignorance of the situation. Okay, there you go. So once again, it seems like the uh, small town, big town argument comes into play for one or two of our interviewees from New York. There is a clear differentials uh, in terms of their experiences compared to, say, you know, smaller towns in uh, Texas. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I, I liked the last point that uh, the male speaker said. He said that when he was in contact with people from this community, it opened his eyes to his own ignorance. And I feel like anything that has to do with diversity and acceptance of other people, it is always about ignorance when you hate progress in this direction is always going to be a one-way street. It's always going to be in the direction from hate towards acceptance. Part of what you're saying is when you're talking about ignorance and hate, you're talking about how some people might not know an LGBTQIA person personally. And when you get to know somebody on a personal level like that, it's maybe possibly more difficult to mark them as other. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. I just recently read one of those um, motivational quotes on Instagram. And this one I think really applies. It says, uh, promote the things you love and don't criticize the thing you hate. You know, mm -hmm. Spread positive mm -hmm. energy around. Yes. And uh, agreeing with Phil, if you teach your children to love everybody, it's going to be a lot easier for them to... Uh, pinpoint the things that don't work out uh, mm -hmm. instead of teaching them to hate everybody and then you know getting them to love someone is going to be much difficult if that's your basis to work with yes. okay the third question we asked our interviewees is what are some misconceptions that you know of floating around out there about opposing or legalizing uh, same-sex marriage here i think there's a lot out there and there's pretty much not enough time here on yes, the air to talk about every forever. one of them. So yeah, let's, uh, let's listen to some of them uh, brought forth by our interviewees. Yeah. 
Now, some of the misconceptions that I know stand out there are that children raised by same-sex couples will end up gay themselves. I've also heard of lesbians seek out same-sex relationships only after having bad experiences with men. Um, that gay and lesbian parents differ from heterosexual in their parenting skills. But nonetheless, I don't think any of those misconceptions have scientifically been proven. Misconceptions? Well, there are plenty, aren't there? I mean, the, the religious arguments that only a man and woman should be allowed to be married because that's what it says in a Bible, that it's going to somehow corrupt the young, it's going to corrupt the innocent, it's going to make other people gay. If they have children, their children will be gay. Really dark age kind of thinking. I remember an article in the Taipei Times about the protests a few months ago, and it literally was like reading something from the dark ages. The arguments I've heard about same-sex marriage coming from Taiwan have been about people marrying a bicycle or something. Same-sex marriage just kind of opens this can of worms, um, for allowing people to marry things that are unnatural. And I think that is just ludicrous like no one is going to marry their bicycle someone is going to marry the person that they love someone that they want to spend their time with uh, it's not going to be as treacherous as as a lot of uh, opposing arguments have made it out to be here besides the fallacy of oh if gay couples adopt children they're going to turn them gay which has just been proven wrong by science and again again is also this slippery slope fallacy there's a belief among the religious right and many social conservatives that well if we legalize gay marriage it's just a next step to legalizing bestiality and incest and polygamy and all these other big scary you know concepts that they can drag out to get in the headlines. It's just, again, a straw man argument to have marriage between consenting adults is just to be able to compare that to BCL and everything else is just a waste of time. Mm, let me just quickly address a couple of things said in that segment. One is uh, the bicycle comment mm. along with the Ferris mm. wheel comment. Yes. Both they proposed, didn't make it up. This no. has been said by government officials. Uh, not government officials. Or, it, was, it was uh, one of the members of the Hu Jiaomeng. His, right. his name is Zhang Shoui. Uh, the English is fam Family protect Protection. Uh, the Family Protection Alliance. But I mean, it's just a, a direct translation. Right. 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 And I mean, I love my bicycle, but this is just a, <laughs> That's a, a, a very little interesting excessive. comparison, you know? Yeah. And also, at the very end, I really love how uh, finally someone brought it up. You know, if you understand the concept of critical thinking there are a couple of theories one is slippery slope and one is the straw man argument uh, slippery slope for example it is exactly what it is is that you assume that one thing is going to lead to another another thing is going to of course naturally lead to the third thing and eventually before you know it the world's coming to an end and even looking at the current state of things it's already proven wrong right because uh, if you follow their logic just legalizing homosexual or same-sex marriage will automatically result in people marrying objects or animals or other, you know, obscene acts. Mm. So I feel like, again, back to, you know, people not understanding, uh, it seems like now we're just fabricating fantasies. Yes. That's not there. Though so far, it's been about opinions, right? Mm -hmm. It's about people's opinions and people's projections of things. We finally asked a more 
pragmatic question is、uh, many people the are the crux of the problem.、Here. Exactly,、uh, many people are still undecided on whether same-sex marriage should be implemented through separate laws or through changing the civil code or even the constitution. So, what do our interviewees think? And this is、uh, the final question for them.、Um, I'm definitely more conservative on this、um, point. I don't care how it gets done, as long as it gets done. My main concern is that. If I were to die tomorrow, my partner gets to make those decisions, just as if I was in a heterosexual relationship. I don't want the fact that because someone believes my relationship is invalid to affect the future of myself or my partner, or God forbid, if I were to have children, those children. If you need to make a separate law to get it done, fine. Just get it done. That's all I care about. Get it done. Save these relationships, protect these relationships, offer the same protection you would a heterosexual relationship. I don't believe that you should make a new law for same-sex marriage. To me, marriage doesn't have a race. Marriage doesn't have a religion. Marriage doesn't have an ethnicity. To me, marriage is a bonding between two people, whether that be same-sex or whether that be the opposite sex. Why are we trying to separate? Again, we're just dividing the. Homosexuals go on one side and heterosexuals go on another side, and I don't believe that we should be doing that. Just one for all, and I think everybody should be allowed to live by the same law that everybody can get married. So I guess, in a way, I disagree that it should be given as a separate law. We shouldn't be separating people anymore. We should be coming together. The whole idea of legislation is to be inclusive. It is about equality for every single individual in the nation, no matter your gender, your cultural background, or sexual orientation. The civil code in Taiwan only allows heterosexual marriage, and this is obviously in opposition to the idea of equality. If the truth is this piece of legislation has been discriminating sexual minority in the country over the past eighty years. Then I believe amending the civil code would be a great way to apologize and say sorry to those people being discriminated. Having a separate law is not about equality; it will only create another layer of discrimination. I think it is、uh, very important to amend the civil code to reflect、uh, same-sex marriage as being uh, constitutional, uh, because without amending the civil code, it seems to me like. There could potentially be a gray area where、uh, people who are LGBTQ、uh, could be discriminated against, whether it be through their job or their housing or their social circle. And、um, keeping something for the sake of tradition or keeping something the same as it's been for so many years is never really a good reason to, to continue doing something. I also want to point out that we are, you know, do we have? Because a lot of our interviewees, it seems like they have a lot of personal experience with LGBTQI and、uh, misconceptions or discrimination. Do we have a voice of opposition?、Uh, well, we did、uh, try to seek out、uh, voices of opposition.、Mm-hmm. Couldn't get a recording.、Uh, we did find candidates. Couldn't quite get a good recording. So we are just going to say that we are aware that there are different views out there. Yeah. And yeah. certainly, if you have a different view, please present that to us on Facebook Live. We're looking for exactly、uh, what you have to say, and hopefully, we can share with our listeners. Yeah, and I think our intent for this segment is not to 
encourage our listeners to you know uh, go at each other or have a you know have an argument about this. We do want to say this is an issue that's affecting everyone in Taiwan right now. It's relevant. It's in the news, and we want to hear what everybody has to say. And we hope that other people, both sides, all sides of the table, can come together and listen to everyone's opinions and everyone's personal experience. Because maybe you'll hear something you've never thought of before. Yeah, right, right. right. If you never talk about it, you'll never resolve the conflicts. Right, the first right. step to solving a problem is to recognize that there is one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say, after doing this segment myself, I have been convinced of something entirely different because my elders in my family uh, they are not exactly against uh, same-sex marriage, but they say that. The um, civil codes of many should not be determined by uh, the uh, demands of few, and so I've always thought that okay, maybe there is some truth to that argument. Until mm. today, where I heard some of our interviewees' uh, opinions, and I thought, you know what, ideas like division, like discrimination, like in- inequality, etc. I think those ideas are better if the government put their hands, their fists down, and say, you know what, we're going to illegalize it, and then it'll make it a lot easier in the future for these. Sort of negative facets to be erased more quickly for mm-hmm. people to talk about things instead of pointing fingers at uh, one another. So this is not just about marriage equality; it's about you know, the first step to presenting all sorts of problems with each other and talk about it openly. Of course, because mm-hmm. when you say you, the, the majority and the minority, you're on what lines are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right now, we're talking about on sexual orientation, but tomorrow, what if it was on ethnicity? The, the lines are changing all the time, so it is the government's job. To protect its people. Mm-hmm. Okay. During this whole process, I got a、uh, soundbite from someone named Jay, and I think he really concluded the whole、uh, discourse rather well. So、uh, let's set this up. Who is Jay? I think、uh, Phil can cover that for us. Jay Lin is a father of two.、Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's rather a large name in the the media here in Taiwan. He has a company called Porco Media, is a TV network, and he also created Haha Tai, which you may have seen on YouTube. It is a comical YouTube channel. Okay.、Um, he's also the founder and creator of the Taiwan Queer Film Festival and the Queer Mosa Awards. Okay.、Uh, so here is Jay's summary, really,、uh, for our real talk conversation of the day. In Taiwan, there are already over a hundred. Um, gay families and about 200、um, children who are living under gay households. And if we're looking at the U.S., there are currently 300,000 children living under gay households. And statistics show that these children are living happy, healthy lives just like everybody else. And so that is one big misconception that I would like to clear up, since I am a gay dad of twins myself. I think many people, especially the older people who don't live in the urban centers, think that they don't know any gay people in their lives. Although they probably know many, they're just not out to them. And it is important in a situation like this that I do all that I can to produce videos and stories and depictions of LGBT people、um, working in society, living in society. Being parents,、um, being lovers, and、uh, wanting and deserving the same rights as everybody else, to be protected under the institution of marriage, and to be granted the same rights as everybody else. And so, I think the more one knows,、um, the less one fears. So, it is a process. I will keep on evolving, 
and we'll keep on fighting until we get to the ultimate goal. All right, I, re- I agree with the last point. Is、uh, education is very important. Doesn't matter what issues you're talking about. Always try to understand both sides of the stories.、Mm-hmm. And when you think you're confident to say that I've understood both sides of the stories, then you can make your an informed decision. An informed decision,、mm-hmm. exactly. So、right. to educate and to make people understand, and most importantly, to make people fear less of something that they don't know about.、Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to point out that、um, we really do appreciate everyone's opinion and. We did try to get a spectrum of all different sides of the discussion, and so we really appreciate that people on Facebook Live came and shared their opinions, whether it was、um, they were on one side of the issue or the other. And so we were really grateful that you were sharing. I yeah hope okay. <laughs> so, let's, so let's wrap things up and share your thoughts with us. And this is the third episode of Real Talk today about same-sex marriage. Thank you so much for joining us, and big thanks to all of our interviewees for joining us in the discussion and our producers. Yvonne and Mike, Mike and Nancy, Philip, <laughs> and I like to thank myself. <laughs> anyway, let's take a short break. We'll be right back with more musical things on here on the Midday Show on ICRT.